Like some people like go all in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've seen where they they you know they get they put like silicone beads like under their yeah wiener, okay I've their seen, wiener skins. And I just stuff. hadn't seen the wiener ones, but I have seen. Like you see, like in the hands and yeah, stuff, like, yeah, the like spider the forehead, like sure. a, spikes or yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, they'll do they'll do wiener ones. Wiener. <laughs> All right. Well, we're recording. I figured just a little wiener talk. Um, <laughs> just, just short wiener talk. Not not brief for me. brief wiener talk. Brief, short, brief wiener talk. <laughs> Tiny wiener talk. <laughs> this has been wiener talk. This has been wiener talk. I think my my dream talk. is to have somebody who pays me money to belittle their wiener. Yeah, I've only gotten to do that once. I bet it was awesome. Well, technically twice, but the second person didn't like it. <laughs> Did you give them a refund? Yeah, like what, how'd no, that work? That was uh, somebody who actively had like sought me out to to shit on me for, um, in their words, not being bisexual, um, which is incorrect. Uh, they decided that my uh, presence online wasn't wasn't correct, and that I was oh. clearly a straight man who. This was also right after I posted a video of me, of me fucking a dude. So I don't know. But he he joined my OnlyFans just to message me uh, about how I was straight. Mm. Um, and I do have it set that messaging me costs money. And like, that's basically because I don't really post. So like, I'm just filtering it down. Like, if you really want to talk to me, yeah, sure. I, I'll communicate. But like, eh, I'm not going to. It's not my job. My job isn't right. porn. Wait, this person paid you just to gatekeep you? Yes. Uh, and stupid so idiot. my solution was to like... <laughs> yeah, if you hear this, you're stupid. <laughs> my solution was to um, goad them on uh, because they tipped me for every message they sent. Um, <laughs> they gave me a pretty good amount of money. You must have, that as, person must have been really mad. They were. You they were really mad. So much money. I love yeah. that for you though. Oh my God. And it did. It wrapped up with him basically being like, well, I'm done giving you money. And I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Appreciate. Thanks. Uh, what it, a weird business model. Yeah. Just getting paid to be insulted. Yeah. And berated. Well, that was my main, my first question was like, is this a, like a thing for you? Do you want me to call oh. you a little pig boy? And like, I, I just kind of like leaned into it, yes. but like clearly that wasn't it. Oh, are we well, sure? Maybe it was. It could be, know. and they're just really good at like role play. Oh, I feel yeah, like they yeah. would have kept going like, for a lot oh, longer. Well, I never. And they're like, <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. I don't want. Uh, I don't want to give you money anymore because I came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. Well, if you're listening, uh, I'm available anytime to send me that same kind of rude. Uh, I might have. I might have. Uh, no, I restricted them. I didn't block them. Mm. Yeah. They yeah. they've had blue balls ever since. Yeah. Never never block, always restrict. Much okay. better. Why is cool. that? Well, on OnlyFans, I'm giving uh, this is a little bit of on OnlyFans if you um block someone it uh refunds their money. <sighs> yeah. Uh but if you restrict them, then they just can't post or message you, but they're still actively on your account and they can't get their money back. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. This is business advice with Coco. That's true. This is this is business advice. I learned this from someone else too. Like obviously. Wiener talk. I did, I did <laughs> this that. This has been wiener talk. You're this right. has been wiener talk. Right, back in it. With one of my art adjacent accounts, somebody got like really fucking mad about something I said that mm -hmm. was totally like they just didn't read what I wrote. Yeah. I've gotten mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. And, I, and, and, but it was just, they were so fucking mad and like people were like, no, no, they wrote this it's this but anyway it like but like i was i remember a friend of ours who also was like online trying to like sell shit right yeah uh and they're like this is good because this brings eyeballs to your shit right and i was like oh, okay cool no yeah. lie so I was just like, oh, no, I was like being, I don't know, I was being very facetious <laughs> and like goading them on and getting more and more comments from yeah. them. But yeah, it definitely devolved into them like saying that there's no such thing as they, them and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's where it, it always, always goes. Yeah, yeah it yeah. always ends up there. It's, it's all of those people. And it, what's annoying is even with someone like that, there is a chance that they don't believe it at all. They're just desperately want to hurt you yeah and like they're on their last like attempt where it's like okay well this one will definitely work and it's yeah. like uh, it's just a 
a weird need to to shit on someone. I don't, I don't know. know if it means that I'm I'm growing as a person or more like I don't know, but like nothing they said bothered me at all. And I yeah. feel like in the past, like it would have hurt my feelings that a stranger yeah. wanted to be mean to me. But like, yeah, I not even not even I call that growth. growth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the goal, right? You know, yeah. not to let the haters bother you. I don't know what that's like, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, someday maybe. (laughs) Someday I'll have haters. No, I have haters. (laughs) That part, that part's taken care of. Don't worry. Uh, It's the part about not feeling bad when they are mean to me is the problem. I know. I was trying to be. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. But we're all fucking great. We're delights. And sure, you know. Yeah. Somebody could be mean, but they're the one that's wrong. Maybe yeah. someday I'll believe all the folks in my trans support group who say I'm hot. You are hot. Someday. I'll believe it. Not yet. It's not It's not anyone's fault. Y'all are gorgeous and beautiful people. Keep doing it. <laughs> it it's nice. I love it. But um, but yeah, someday I'll get there. I remember I saw some like tweet that was like, I can't genuinely process when people care about me. And I was like, I feel seen by this comment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, I love you. And you're like, oh, cool. cool. Really? You sure? <laughs> you sure? No, you're just being nice. Her? No, yeah. Like you, 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 you just feel like you have to say that. You have to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. You're my spouse. Yeah. That's <laughs> what, you know? that's no, for real. But that's so unfair to my yeah, spouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, that is like the, the bad brainness in my head. It's just like deflect, deflect, deflect. That's in the past with like body, body negativity shit where it's like, no, you look really good. And in your head, the first thing you hear is like, well, your opinion is clearly like off Faulty. because you already think that I'm attractive. So I you already proved that you don't know <laughs> yeah. what is attractive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the horrible loop in what which you like managed to just the discount. mental gymnastics. Yeah. There. yeah. Constant like, vigilance. Uh, <laughs> Constant God. shitty vigilance. Uh, I'm so tired of being hyper vigilant. <laughs> my eyeballs are gonna fall out of my head like I can't. <laughs> Uh, little trash goblin on a hill just letting on through all the bad stuff and blocking all the good yeah a little bit like the sun is being blocked by like this like the nasty garbage pile i'm munching on (laughs) (laughs) someday i'll see the sun (laughs) (laughs) just keep eating (laughs) you gotta eat or whatever you gotta eat oh shit you don't want to starve So it's Halloween. It's Halloween. It it's Halloween. Spooky, Spooky. Gay Christmas. It's gay Christmas. Yeah, we love it. Um, should I introduce us and get this rolling? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Love at First Sighting. Sex positive, kink friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. I am Joyce. My pronouns are she, they. I'm your resident cryptid researcher in the spookiest season, spookiest of seasons. Um, bringing Boston Book Report, kind of. Um, joining me is Jim. Hey, I'm Jim. I'm they, them. I'm going to read some monster porn. Ooh. Some spooky, spooky Ooh. monster porn. <laughs> Hope you don't get a boner. <laughs> a boner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think we made that joke we, last year. We've done year. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. That's Annual good. joke, the booner. Yeah, you you, you know, you kind of forget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it's been a whole fucking year. All right. Speaking of booners, <laughs> also join me as Coco. Hi, my name is Coco. I'm a he, him, and I have a booner. Oh. <laughs> Rock hard. Rock hard. Love it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. All right, cool. Uh, as we've mentioned, it is once again the most joyous time of the year, spooky season. Uh, so continuing our tradition of covering literary monsters for this most sacred of times, we'll be talking about Frankenstein's monster and the person that brought this being to life, Mary Shelley. Um, before we get into it, there are lots of content warnings. Uh, expect mentions of death, illness, child death, Birthing complications, animal death, violence, incarceration, hanging, drowning, problematic medical practices, infidelity. Uh, I think. Well, hopefully, to, th- this is like the the checklist of anything that's about like a dead thing coming back to life for but, sure. For but sure. that was a hell of a checklist. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's a big list. Um, I'm I think. I got everything. Uh, so obviously, if that, any of those things are going to bother you, maybe just skip this one when we love you. 
Um, so for those who are sticking around, let's do this thing. Oh yeah. And, and if those things bother you, you can just like fast forward to the silly stuff later. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. I don't super remember <laughs> what's, in the, what's in the stories. To be continued. Yeah. We'll let you know. Well, yeah. Uh, so all that's just from the history lesson. Sure. Yes. This is for the history part. We don't know about the story part yet. All right. So anywho, um, I don't think I really need to explain to any of you out there what Frankenstein's monster is, but I'll give a brief description of this creature for those that may not be familiar. Frankenstein's monster is one of the main characters of Mary Shelley's 1818 novel Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. Mm-hmm. I kind of always forget about that subtext. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's kind of like two titles or a subtextual title. Yeah. Um, I've always liked the second title. Yeah, it's very good. I forget about it. Um, but yeah, Frankenstein's monster is a combination of reanimated human and animal parts pieced together to form a humanoid entity. I didn't know the animal part. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. Butcher and donkey dick. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I can't remember the exact things. Probably like pigs pieces. Pigs, oh no, pigs smart pieces. pieces. Smart pig pieces, skin, smart maybe? pigs pieces. <laughs> no, it's, it's got Toby the pig's it's brain to in it. Toby, <laughs> oh, Toby, call back. What a pig! No, what, yeah, yeah. Some what a pig! pig. What a pig! Something? No, damn it! <laughs> what a burger is what you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Okay, wrong animal. Um, oh fuck me, running. Okay, so. Uh, now, I'm sure many of you, upon hearing Frankenstein, immediately jumped to the image popularized by the 1931 film starring Boris Karloff. What, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, bolt sticking out of the neck, flat top, mm-hmm. uh, tired looking eyes. Um, but yeah, the original Frankenstein's monster didn't quite look like that. The original description of Frankenstein's monster is a eight foot tall being with translucent <laughs> yellowish skin. Oh. <laughs> Pulled so tight. I heard you over there. Bolts so tight over the body that it barely disguises the workings of the arteries and muscles underneath. It had watery glowing eyes, flowing black hair. Didn't know about the flowing. Oh, yeah. Flat lips and prominent white teeth. So, you know, not quite like the Hollywood version. Honestly. Sort of like a big Danzig. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is. Oh, my God. It's Oh. He's dancing twice the, twice the height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a short king, huh? Yeah. That's, he's uh, so nice to his mother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> quick, quick, quick aside. Is it true the story? I always heard someone told me that, like, you know, he used to take care of his mother and they, like, lived together and he would, like, make her cereal and shit in the morning. Is that true? I did hear that he was basically a caregiver for us. I think you told me this story because I imagine Danzig and his his jammies <laughs> pouring out some Captain Crunch from his mama. Captain Crunch. <laughs> Who doesn't like Captain Crunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I have also heard this, but I have no confirmation okay. for you. I don't know. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you know what? Shout out to you, Danzig. Um, <laughs> if it's true. If, if it's, it's true. true. Yeah. If, you if t- it's not, you should have took care of your mother. Should have took care of her. You know. Mother. <laughs> Uh, one time I was talking about the book and I said Frankenstein's creature uh, and I said it the entire time I was talking about it and the person I was talking to afterwards told me they thought it was the most adorable thing in the world that I wasn't referring to the creature as a monster and I was like well that's the whole point of the story (laughs) yeah that very much is yeah oh that's sweet humans are the monster humans were the monster all along (laughs) Sorry, I know you did a book report. No, it's <laughs> We're just okay. like jumping in. It's cool. It. I'll wait. Um, no plot twist. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of the book, uh, the, a very watered down premise of this book is that a doctor, quote unquote, creates a human chimera in a lab after several failed attempts, only to recoil in horror once he is successful. And instead of being responsible for his creation, like you should, he shuns the being into the woods to face society and the elements alone. Sounds about right, right? Yeah. And I also just always love the idea of someone being like, I'm going to put together a bunch of random parts of human like material and animals and just like sew them together. It's hideous skin. And then when it wakes up, I'm going to be real freaked out. <laughs> it's like you how you had so much time to look at this thing. Yeah. And to be surprised suddenly when it does work. I, I, it just seems like. Yeah. 
it, it seems like you might have known halfway through at least like this, this is a great idea after all. Just like right before you wake it up, thought, you know, will this thing be a little bit scary once it wakes up? I don't know. I guess I've made art before and gotten to the end and been like, well, that's trash. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, no, yeah. But well, that wasn't a lie. Yeah. <laughs> to the the creature's defense, um, it actually grows to be quite intelligent and mm-hmm. like gentle, like mm-hmm. even becomes like a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. You know, the being from what I remember the story really only craves nothing more than be accepted and loved by another. What? That's so much to ask? That's not too much to ask. No, no. no it's you not. Know? But like, it's also a being that... It's basically like a child's mind with a giant, very strong body. Sure, which but it, can be bad if you're not being cared for and taught. I, I think child's mind isn't quite right. I would say more like uh, recent, like brain injury mind, mm. where it's like very quickly can understand very adult concepts, but has to be explained. Oh, okay. So, like, it's not like things are just totally outside the grasp. It's just like, they require some form of like yeah. explanation and without like context, the reality of explaining something that's complicated can be very complicated. Cause sure. you're like, all right, I have to not just explain the thing I said, I have to explain all the background, mm-hmm. especially if you're talking about like a turn of phrase, yeah. like, like the term turn of phrase. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, from what I remember, like the monster does grow eventually to have, Pretty mm-hmm. decent understanding of the world and workings and stuff. Um, but yeah, without spoiling too much of the story, because you should go read it. Um, you know, all sorts of hijinks and antics ensue, you know, as you might imagine. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very cute. Like, oh, hijinks happen. <laughs> so uh, there is an interesting story surrounding Shelley's inspiration for the novel that you may know. Uh, it started in 1815 during what was known as the year without a summer due to the eruption of Mount Tambora. Uh, Shelley and her soon to be husband Percy visited Geneva, <laughs> staying with their friend Lord Byron. Uh, due to the lingering effects of the volcano, most of their visit was spent indoors. Uh, to pass the time, they held a contest to see who could craft the most terrifying story. Um, some of my sources say Shelley's tale came to her via nightmare. And there are many that believe that Mary's nightmares were inspired by a scientific movement happening during the novel's conception. Have y'all ever heard of galvanism? Yes. Yeah. So basically for those out there that don't know, uh, galvanism was this kind of like scientific movement. They were like using electricity to reanimate dead things because they had this. The main idea of it is that organisms were basically like living machines. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is just true. I mean, we do have electrical impulses that that run through our body. So it, it kind of worked. Um, the name of this movement came from an Italian physicist, Luigi Galvani, uh, who did experiments where he applied electricity to dead frogs, resulting in reanimating the legs. And well, these kind of experiments went from frogs to cow's heads to eventually human corpses. Yep. Here we go. (laughs) Um, see at one point in time, the punishment for murder was in other violent crimes was the death penalty, but then your body was shipped directly to doctors and scientists for dissection this was during what was called the uh, enlightenment period mm-hmm. uh, in 1803 a man convicted of murder was hung then sent to the lab of giovanni aldini galvani's nephew mm. uh, who attempted to revive the body before a live audience because you know he's that kind of fucked up yeah uh, and people like that shit um i mean it's no uh thomas edison electrocuting oh an elephant in front of everybody no. to kill yeah. it and yeah it's like the opposite of that like <laughs> yeah. let's apply electricity to this thing that's dead and should have been buried but you know i mean i'm gonna be honest i probably would have went to the show yeah we know <laughs> yeah i mean i'd be fine with the reverse yeah i'd go watch a dead body try to be woken up yeah. i think my problem with this is like the person you know that got hung did not mm-hmm. consent to having their body reanimated via electricity. Sure. I would prefer that. Yes, probably yes. didn't consent to being hung. At no, no. There's a lot of problems. Um, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. So Aldini could not restart the heart, though he was able to get the face to grimace and the eyes to open. Uh, so yeah, that was a whole thing in the 1831 edition of Frankenstein. Shelley mentions galvanism by name, leading some to think that maybe Shelley's story wasn't so much a fantasy, but a cautionary tale. Mm. 
You know, this whole, them, them holing up and what was it? 1813, you said? 1815. 15. Was this the same time that Charles Dickens wrote a Christmas Carol or a Christmas story or whatever the fuck it is? Christmas no. Because um, wasn't it also like it, it was a snowy Christmas and that's how people got the idea of it's supposed to be. Yeah, I was actually waiting to to say that one. No, uh, he was a child during that same time period. Okay. As, as if. I'm remembering it right. He was a kid. And so he grew up during the like heavy winters when it snowed during Christmas because of the, the right. year without a summer. Okay. Um, and so that, so I was about to say like, that's the second effect that had on, on literary yeah. history. Well, probably many more than that too, but yeah, the two, the other one I could think of. Yeah. I just looked it up. Christmas stories like 1843. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he grew up during. So it was the, something he experienced, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Okay. for sure. Which is why he was so obsessed with snowy Christmases, which is funny because London otherwise doesn't get those. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who is Mary Shelley? Let's talk about her a little bit. No, I am excited about that. Shelley was born in 1797 to London-based radical intellectuals William Godwin and Mary Wollstonecraft, uh, both of whom were authors and political activists in their own right. Uh, apparently, her mother wrote some key feminist works um, yeah. during her lifetime and is often referred to as the mother of feminism. In a similar Shit. vein, her father has been referred to as the father of anarchism. So kind of a badass power couple. You yeah. Know? A little bit. Sadly, Mary Shelley's mother died from infection 11 days after giving birth to her. Uh, having never known her mother, Shelley grew quite close to her father and the two had a good relationship until Godwin remarried, resulting in some familial friction. Shelley's father was a famous author at the time, and her education was of great importance to him, although it was not quite formal. Shelley grew up surrounded by her father's friends, writers, and persons of political importance who often gathered at the family home. Uh, this inspired her authorship at an early age. Okay. Uh, one of the friends that frequented her father's house was Percy Shelley, who would eventually become Mary's husband. Her father did not quite approve of this relationship. You know, his daughter dating an older married man. So they oh, fled to God. France along with her stepsitter, stepsitter, my stepsitter, <laughs> her stepsister. Oh Claire, no, stepsister. God. Well, Claire, uh, Claremont. What a name. Uh, Claire yeah. Claremont. That's what it says. Wow, our parents didn't want her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you you joke, but that became a complicated situation. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'll leave that to your imagination. Yeah. And yes, um, because I know some horn dogs out there really want to know this fact. It is pretty likely that the whole Mary fucking on her mother's grave story is true. Based on my research, she wrote in her journal about the day she confessed her love for Percy while visiting her mother's grave. They did this often because they were both really big fans of her mother's work. Hmm. Um, she wrote that they laid on the ground and touched each other with the full ardor of love. Mm. Uh, so yeah pretty safe to say they banged you know <laughs> yeah they did some form of sex they yeah. did some form of sex yeah um also based on letters shelly wrote to friends it seems she had uh on more than one occasion slept with women uh Fuck in a yeah. letter following her husband's death which kind of jumping ahead sorry uh shelly wrote i was so ready to give myself away and being afraid of men i was apt to get towsy mousy for women <laughs> So, ooh la la. <laughs> and I also saw something that Tussy Mussy was slang at one point for uh, vulvas. Oh. Just, just a little added context. <laughs> She's okay. like, I'm terrified of men. I think I'm just going to put my face in a vulva from now on. Fair enough. It's valid. <laughs> valid. Valid. And as you might have just heard, Mary's life with Percy came with many tragedies. She gave birth to four of his children with only one surviving. And then she lost her husband in 1822. Um, they found his drowned body. Um, so Shelley was no stranger to death and loss. And all these tragedies would haunt her in her future writing. Shelley continued to work as a writer, editor, and scribe till her passing on February 1st, 1851, most likely due to a brain tumor. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's a little teaser of Mary Shelley. Obviously, that's not a full comprehensive report. Yes? Oh. I was just going to say, I have a, that was just letting you know that it was coming. You don't have to call on me. <laughs> yes, Coco. I raised my hand. Um, I was going to say, just like fun fact of the time period, uh, that grave robbing was a big part of what was going on right mm, then too. Yeah. Um, 
and also just like delivering bodies to the galvanized surgeons in general, just trying to figure things out. And it started becoming also common to just straight up murder people and then go deliver the body. And like a, a, a lot of surgeons were cut out less the middle person. Kind of about yeah. 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 Uh, there's actually a great movie about it. Burke and Hare. That's really, it's a comedy. Surprisingly, it's very funny. Okay. Uh, very dark. <laughs> very dark. In, in your, in your research, did you find something about like the whole polyamorous with Lord Byron and, so yeah, like there, hmm. Some of the stuff kind of alluded to definitely Byron and uh, Percy. Per- Percy had some form of romantic relationship. There was like some, there's a lot. I remember reading about there actually being some form of letters around that. Maybe that was purely on Byron's side that he just like wanted that. But I've also heard a lot of read ins on Frankenstein being like definitely an allegory for being gay and like experiencing like that people recognize you as a monster. And like, there was I've, a lot I've of, heard that about Dracula, yeah, yeah. but I didn't know that people were kind of relating that to Frankenstein as well. I can't remember. I know someone who's like done a deep dive breakdown mm. of how it relates. And it, I remember it being extremely compelling. Okay. And I have no memory of who it was, but I'm sure if you Googled like <laughs> Frankenstein gay question right now, uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> some, a little more details, search. like academic <laughs> Frankenstein gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to answer Sorry. your question, Jim, um, I know that Percy and Lord Byron did share a lover, Claire Claremont, uh, uh, Mary's stepsister. That was so I don't know if it was about. so much like, cool, let's talk about it communicating polyamory there was also a lot of uh uh sources that did say how they word it that percy was an advocate of what he called free love as well as mary shelley so that could you know maybe in a modern context be um seen as polyamory Mm. again i don't know if they really had good communication Communication. open you know honest conversations about this stuff because like that's pretty important to polyamory yeah uh, I guess it would, my guess is it would more likely be an open relationship. Sure. I think yeah. there was some openness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's though there was common. lots of also jealousy and things. So I yeah. don't know how well. I, I mean, mean, that's in polyamory. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Nothing is like perfect. You know, you got to have hard conversations and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yes. So I guess they answer your question. Yes. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Uh, my dreams can survive. Yeah. I don't think you're off. Um, they you know, probably all fucked. At least, yeah. Once. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's Mary Shelley. Go read Frankenstein. Learn more about Mary Shelley. Go confirm Jim's, you know, theories on the polyamory <laughs> thing. You know, I didn't dive deep enough, maybe, but yeah, interesting figures: the Frankenstein and Frankenstein. Mary Shelley. So, w- was Mary? I, I've heard this before. Um, Mary Shelley is is like the person who birthed like. Science a lot of fiction? people like to yeah. say that she wrote the first true science, science fiction, fiction story. I don't know how much weight that actually has because I'm sure there's people that get forgotten, you know, especially not there white usually people. Are. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, definitely sparked the the like global fascination with mm-hmm. science fiction. Mm-hmm. The idea of like writing something that is fantastic, but using actual science from the time period yes. to try to like get a get a guess that's frankenstein frankenstein god damn it frankenstein fuck does well, frankenstein's monster fuck yeah, i was gonna say excuse frankenstein me. excuse me know. yes turns out they both fuck oh what? do they fuck each other what? we're getting good <laughs> <laughs> well i would say the creature maybe uh you know Gender is a fucking full on construct there. In the most literal In sense. In the most, yeah, yeah. like really constructed. <laughs> Father, you constructed me for what? Fucking. Fucking. That's why it. you have six holes. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh. Oh. I love when my own little like bad jokes like hurt my own feelings. <laughs> yeah, considering the context of this monster, mm-hmm. like, 
what are those holes like? Ooh, no. <laughs> what are those oh, holes not, like? No, we're not going to get into that too much before Hooray. we read this porn. I'm pretty sure it's going to involve. You just have to say it with a different inflection in your voice. Oh. Oh. Holes. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to be the creature or do you want to be the human? Okay. Creature. Yeah, yeah. So the creature's <laughs> name is Adam. Yeah. Like first. The first one. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the name. Of. That is the name that he's given in the book, I'm pretty sure. Modern okay. Prometheus. Yeah. Adam was alone for the entire night with its dwindling candles and sleepy bats fluttering about. He was alone the entire night without Robert, which he decidedly disliked. It seemed their bed was much too big without him, despite Adam easily filling the space. And it was chillier without debate. Adam, too, adjusted to his comforting warmth against his body. Robert had gone off to some sort of meeting with his sister, and while Adam was grateful he and Margaret held such a close relationship, it was disconcerting for him not to be close whenever he wished for his affections. And so he found himself, needy and lonesome, impatient for Dawn to hurry and rear her head so Adam might finally be permitted his love. He wiggled around in irritation, braid flopping weakly against his shoulders. The tickling sensation of hair coming undone only upped his ire, as it reminded him of his earlier discovery. Robert was much more skilled at handling his unruly hair, easily twining it into whichever braid he deemed appropriate for the day. Adam unfortunately lacked that talent, with the simplest plate looking deformed even after countless attempts and rebrushings. It was frustrating, being unable even to care for his own hair without help. It made him miss the captain even harder and curse at himself for his inability to catch on to some of the seemingly easiest tasks. He raked his hands through the disheveled braid angrily, combing out the twists and letting it around his shoulders. Huffing a coil out of his face, he rolled over onto Robert's side of their shared bed, burrowing his way into the bedclothes and inhaling the scent of Robert's pillow. It was faint, a small hint of his aftershave and the soap he used for his wild hair, comforting as well as he pushed his face further into the fabric, relaxing as he calmed down from his potent anger. He breathed evenly, thoughts wandering as he began to daydream, hoping to pass some time. They were soft at first, soft kisses and soft hair, gentle voices and gentle hands in his, and Adam smiled contentedly. Small kisses against his cheeks and forehead, and slow hands stroking his back. After some time, they seemed to shift, taking on a much heavier energy, and Adam swore he could genuinely feel hot breath on his neck and hands around his hips as his face grew hot. He moved his hips gently, curling his toes at the harsh warmth that blew over him so suddenly. Every breath was rich with Robert's scent, and it only made him hotter, mouth open to huff out his pleasure as he snaked a hand underneath his waistband. He touched himself slowly, propping up on his knees in order to better grip. The friction was painfully nice, and he paused for a moment to lay his tongue over his palm before beginning to stroke himself firmly. It felt so nice, his hips moving in time with his hand, as he made breathy sounds inhaling into the pillow. However, the scent had faded, not enough at this point to satiate Adam's appetite. He whined as he sat up, prick throbbing angrily as he began to look around for anything else to replace it. His eyes fell on a haphazardly thrown shirt, laying innocuously on the ground and Adam quickly grabbed it and brought it to his face. He was hit with a wave of longing and groaned as he flopped back onto the bed, hair spraying all around his body. Grabbed himself again, he keened as he buried his face in Robert's shirt, wanting him there, wanting Robert to touch him. It would have made everything perfect, the slow boiling under his skin bringing breathless moans from his chest and the ache in his groin almost too sweet to handle. Sweat beaded on his brow as he quickened his pace, scrunching his nose at the embarrassing, slickened noises it made. He could feel the pleasure building, growing into something amazing, and he turned to grind Robert's shirt between his teeth as his thighs began to shake. Almost. Almost. Adam? Adam gasped, sitting up abruptly and covering himself with his quickly drawn knees. He could feel shame and embarrassment filling his face and ears with blood, and he clutched his hands to his face in an attempt to hide the dazed look on it. Robert? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Robert. 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 
Oh boy. Uh, what, what kind of voice should I do actually? I imagine deep, but like who yeah. knows? Because he's it, big, you know? I'll just keep it like soft. Yeah. Robert. Yeah. Oh, I like soft. He muttered into his palms, refusing to move them from his face. He heard soft footsteps toward his curled form and felt hams. Hams. <laughs> he felt them hams. <laughs> just a slab of ham. <laughs> <laughs> And felt hands combing through his must hair. I take it you gave up on braids? Shut up. Robert laughed in affectionate amusement, love trickling into his voice. Of course, dear. And now, however, I must ask. Adam felt the hands on his hair firm, and he bit his lip to avoid moaning at the shock that trailed down his spine. What am I going to do with you? Hmm? <laughs> Robert purred. Pulling Adam's neck back when he received no response, Adam let his hands fall to his sides and unbent his knees when Robert groped the thick flesh of his thigh. His mouth fell open with another tug before a moan broke from his mouth when Robert finally pulled their lips together. He could feel himself leaking from where he had stopped, borderlining orgasm. He leaned more into the kiss with each firm lick of Robert's tongue into his mouth. It was hot and slick and Adam's eyes fluttered in pleasure when a rough hand trailed down his body, jerking forward when Robert harshly twisted his nipples. He hummed low in his throat when they separated, thick strands still connecting their mouths, only to growl when Robert moved away from him. Robert? He asked, confused and aroused. Hush now, darling. We both know what I need for this to continue. Of course he knew, and it made excitement burst low in his stomach as he watched Robert move. First, he unclothed, allowing Adam an appreciative view of his well-muscled back and shapely behind. When he moved and slowly bent over, smirking over his shoulder at Adam's smoldering face, before grabbing the bottle of oil they had stored for these occasions. Mm. <laughs> One of his coconut oil? Or- oh, I'm hoping it's something body safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He quickly returned, gripping a handful of Adam's thick hair. And grinning at the keen he received before he trailed sucking kisses down Adam's neck, biting firmly at his shoulder and sucking an inflamed mark. He drew back after a moment, moving Adam's hair from his face. Lay down with me, dearest. Yes, yes. He gasped as he quickly laid back, blushing and frowning at Robert's amused chuckle before inhaling at the oil-slicked hand trailing up his inner thigh. He spread both easily eyes fluttering as Robert's other hand gripped him firmly and began to stroke, running his thumb over the tip and spreading his pre-cum. That pre. (laughs) (laughs) And spreading his pre. Pre. He bucked his hips when he felt the other's fingers huffing and wriggling when Robert firmly pressed one inside of him, gliding over his prostate and knocking the breath from his chest. Robert, please. He whined, moaning a gasped, Thank you when he felt another join the first, working quickly to bring his body arching. He made a complaining noise when he felt the fingers withdraw, before a hand around his prick quickened and he felt Robert's hard length against him. He groaned when he was slowly filled, gripping one of his hands in Robert's own and spreading his legs. It always felt so nice, Robert's face against his neck, licking across it, a hand firmly on his hip and coercing them into grinding. Robert's prick against his prostate, sending overwhelming sensation through him. It was enough to blind him with pleasure, and the slow drag of Robert's thrusting only increased his pleasure, making his legs shake around his hips and Adam's free hand to claw at the man's back, leaving vivid red trails. He couldn't even care about the noises he made when Robert sped up. The slick slap skin. Every time it gets to like slick slapping, you're always like, I want to get it. Let me just get some water. Glug, glug, glug. The slick slap of skin drowned out by Adam's moans and cries, moving in time with Robert and making a mess of his hair. It all too soon came to a halt, Adam making choked noises as he came, dripping onto his stomach, jerking his hips instinctively. It was agonizing and so perfect, the feeling of Robert speeding up finally sucking on Adam's neck to block his own cry as he came, frotting. What is that? I've seen it elsewhere, and I don't know what it means. Frotting? Frotting. 
putting your dicks together and then rubbing them together or like masturbating both at the same time. Oh. Yeah. Skiing. Skiing. (laughs) Sometime later, once they were calm enough, Robert slowly pulled out, hushing Adam's malcontent noise and stroking his face soothingly. He murmured soothing poetry, poems of love and adoration, stroking through the other's hair and allowing him a time to relax before moving for cloth and wiping them both down. They would assuredly need bathing the next day, but for now, it was as well as it could be. He finished as gently as possible before pulling the quilt over the both of them and holding Adam close, kissing him lovingly as he did. What a wonderful surprise. The end. The end. They're in love. Oh, it's sweet. It's sweet for them. Yeah. So the last one was called Crawl Inside Me. Mm -hmm. And this one is called To Be Touched, To Be Loved, To Feel Anything at All. Oh. Okay. Okay. Victor Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) You know, at the end of the movie, he does admit that it's Frankenstein. Yeah, because there's a moment at the end where he goes, it's Frankenstein. It's a great. Sorry, it's <laughs> Wasn't it? Didn't didn't Igor say it's Igor in yeah. that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's still one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's good. Victor Frankenstein has made many, many bad decisions in his life. Like now, when warm, rough hands slide down his chest in his ribcage and thighs, open-mouthed kisses full of intent. It was almost reverent. Victor wondered what he'd done to deserve it, whether or not this was to result in another demand, whether or not this was going to end in another person dead. Perhaps it was a fitting punishment for the crime of creating such an abomination to become the creature's lover. Certainly, it would be easier than being his father. Before he could bat an eyelash or say a word, cold fingers wrapped around his cock, and kneeling there between his legs was his own creation who flicked his thumb against the head of Victor's cock. A quietly intense look shone through his misty eyes in a way that made Victor's head spin and his thoughts disappear. Should I be a little more ridiculous for this one? Mm, be more... Be more dumb. All right. You don't want them to hear, do you? His large hand closed around him as he spoke. Victor bit back a whine, heat coiling in his belly, and the creature smirked and stroked him faster. He found himself in awe of the wonder he made, at long last, perhaps far too late to make any difference. But it truly was a spectacular achievement, and perhaps there was beauty to the creature after all. Everywhere his malformed hands touched, Victor lit up like a torch. He could barely breathe. And then the creature's head moved down. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh boy. Oh. 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 (laughs) Notice me, Simplar. Oh, boy. (laughs) His body surged up to meet his mouth. Nails dragged up the creature's spine. Idly, he thought to himself that they should have been doing this a while ago, before any of the bloodshed, before... His train of thought broke off again as he keened when the creature's tongue curled around him. Well, fuck. This teasing was going to drive him mad. He came with a silent cry, back arched, head thrown back. Afterwards, he groaned as his body couldn't seem to stop trembling. Victor let the creature haul him up. What have we done to each other? Victor whispered sliding his fingers through his creation's hair, mouthing at the skin behind his ear. What will we do? But there was no response, for the creature chose then to kiss him. The end. The end. That one seemed to have a darker tone to yeah, it. absolutely. And there were things that I was like... Mm. It's just weird science. Sure. Was, it was just weird science. No, but it's, for- it's definitely weird science, you know. Uh, remixed, remastered, but um, <laughs> revisited. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Well, weird science was always problematic in and of yes. itself as well. Oh, yeah. so, Agreed. Joyce. Ugh. No. No. Not <laughs> no. even Adam, who was. He seemed very sweet. No, they seemed very sweet. 
Uh, Were you just picturing yellow skin? Yes. Yeah. I couldn't not. And also like the coldness and like I'm clammy because oh, I'm un- we, we need to find some like toasty cryptids and get. Yeah. Joyce's I know. Like business what, what happened to all the, the warm blooded <laughs> beings? <laughs> like where are they at? That's uh, all right. So next creature. Give me the creature that we need. I'm writing a story and it's going to have warm skin. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll this hit is you up. Joyce focused. I'm going to oh. write Ooh. an erotica for you, Joyce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm and, interested to see what you think I would like. I'm pretty okay. sure I know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, also, um, Gem, I need to write you a creature too then. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. Would you fuck? Yeah. 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 Adam, yeah, me too. Adam seemed really sweet. Yeah, cute. Adam seemed sure. se- yeah. seemed dope and long flowing locks like that. Mm-hmm. Give me them locks, baby. Let me braid your hair. <laughs> Let me fuck up your hair, cause oh. I'm not good at braiding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just this one isn't doing it for me. It's no. okay. Oh, is Coco like Adam? Like tries to like braid and it just turns into knots. <laughs> It's like fisherman's knots. Oh no, am I Adam? (laughs) Oh no. I'm like the just just freshly woken up dead guy. (laughs) I'm pale. (sighs) I don't think I wouldn't say your skin is taunt and yellowish though. No. No. Thankfully. Well, I'm giving consent now. If I if I die, Mm -hmm. um, that y'all are allowed to just electrocute the shit out of the body and see if it works. Okay. Just give it a shot. Sure. Yeah. All right. I, I should say, Jim, you're allowed to electrocute the shit out of the body. Cool. Just see if it works. If I die, I want to be a skeleton mm-hmm. and I want to be in somebody's house. Done. Like well, just a I random person's ask, house? No, not a, I mean, like, I guess if no one else wants me. <laughs> I'll ask you, boo, before I just like take your skeleton. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like he, he might enjoy having your bones on display. I don't know if he's much of a bone guy. Bone. <laughs> I don't know if I want to claim that I'm a bone guy specifically, but <laughs> I like bones. But like, I have this cool like empty spot above the door, and it'd be great to just have like oh, a full blown skeleton, like a chandelier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then when I'm people, a bondelier. people come over and they're like, "Oh, you left up your Halloween decoration," I'll be like, "I left up my friend." <laughs> then y'all could still do podcasts yeah. and I'd still be in here. Just every now and then be like, what do you think, Jim? And just silence on the podcast and be like, oh. I love it. Oh, it'd be funny if like y'all started doing a stream and like you just pan just over. Pan over. To like what super do you think? dusty skeleton got cat hair dangling off the feet. There's going to be a cookie jar for sure in the rib cage. <laughs> that's where that's where I'd put you. It's above the fridge. Oh, it's yeah. it on the yeah. Oh your little God. legs dangling over the edge where you've always wanted to be where you've always you were born to be on top of the fridge <sighs> yeah <Ugh>. um <laughs> well joyce what can we do with you when you're- nothing <laughs> you make sure that i am there's 100 no way that i'm coming back and then you cremate me that's okay. it but like you got to try everything to make me live first yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well that's sure, kind of sure, where sure. i was at with All the electrocution the was like yeah why not yeah i'm yeah, dead sure. so before we go uh since it is halloween do y'all have any halloweeny movie recommendations for folks out there in uh, podcast land uh yeah yeah you want to go first yeah sure i'll go first uh every halloween it is demanded by gay science that Mm. You watch Ernest Saves Halloween. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> fucking love it. I haven't it. watched the Ernest movies in a long you time. You have to. Uh, Ernest Saves Halloween. It's fucking yeah. amazing. God, that's a good one. Did it we took- watch that? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like I'm sure because yeah. literally we watch it every fucking year. I feel like we watched that a couple years ago. I think it tickles a very specific, Ernest that is, tickles a very specific Appalachia kind <laughs> of sense of humor and way of being. It's just like, it's just... All all the queer Appalachians, they love that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sure. true. What about you, Coco? You got yeah. you got a, a film. I have a, a favorite thing that I watch um pretty much every every Halloween or like around the Halloween time, the gay Christmas time. Um I just I just enjoy watching it so much. It's a animated series called um Over the Garden Wall. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's just really the pleasant. Youth love it. 
Yeah, yeah, they do. But it's, I mean, it's been out for years, but it's just incredibly pleasant to watch. It is spooky to like Mm -hmm. a kind of, I mean, it's still like very gently spooky, but there's some like creepy ass shit in it for Mm -hmm. sure. And then on top of it, it is like fucking hilarious. It makes me laugh so hard every time. I love the little teapot kid. (laughs) I like the frog. Mm Mm-hmm. I have not watched this, but I know a lot about it because the internet and youth, the youth, the youth, the youth, Joyce. Um, I think I recently just watched this again. I think I'm going to say house or house. Oh yeah. What a kooky film. It is. So yes, I just watched it and I'll try not to talk too much about it, but can we do this one for like a Patreon? I love that movie. Oh my God. It is. A, for those that don't know, it's a wacky Japanese film. It's kind of like an art film. Would I say it's a horror movie? Yes, but it's very <laughs> silly. It's very yeah. camp. It's it's like watching a live action cartoon. Fair warning, there's lots of flashing lights, so be careful yeah. on that end. Oh, yeah. um, and more nudity than I remember. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's just shots of people nude. You know, I, I hope they are an adult adult actors i think so mm-hmm. um but yeah it is a wacky ass film i'm trying to think what i can say about it without giving it away no that's all right there is a story that the um director he got the idea from like art that his like five-year-old child made i don't know if that's valid or you know real you know research that but it's it looks like a child can conceived of the concept it's bananas yeah it is it is a probably one of my favorite films and it's not like too gory or anything any type of gore it's just very silly like spirit halloween style like you know fake legs and shit so like yeah it's good for me because i don't like gore and shit like that it's not my that's not my vibe but anytime you're like oh you want to watch a spooky thing that'll be one of the few so watch it it's great it is it's good It's very silly. Also, I yeah, I, I think you brought it up maybe that it's wild that we haven't brought up watching Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was the, that was some good shit. As an aside, we've got three slowly coming out new yeah. things that will be up on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. There are two watch alongs and one review. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we uh, have that in the works. We have a review of the documentary Love It. Nope, that's our podcast. <laughs> Love and Saucers, um, the David Huggins story. Uh, we also have two watch-alongs. One is The Invasion of Kelly about the Kelly's Hopkinsville incident. Surprisingly and not a porn. Surprisingly yeah. not a porn. And just, oh my gosh, just incredible. Oh my God. Trying to figure out what people are saying. And like, <laughs> like I know that accent real well. Yeah. It reminded me of my my grandfather the entire time. And to be fair... Didn't always know what my grandfather was saying. Yeah. yeah. Very, very silly time. Uh, the other one we watch. An episode of the haunt or a haunting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hell House. Hell House was yeah. the episode yes. we watched. Yeah. So <laughs> that was the one we got angry. Yeah. Y'all were <laughs> like, bad. y'all were like not playing in the space at all. <laughs> you were just like, time for me to be upset about stuff. Yeah. So I guess if you're a content uh, club member, just. Be warned that we mostly talk and rant over that one. Yeah. Uh, I haven't reviewed that one yet. I reviewed the other two. Uh, very nice. Yeah. Um, they sounded good. So, yeah, yeah. just uh, be on the lookout for that, you know. And um, if you want to hear them, you got to be a content club member. Just saying, mm-hmm. Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, let's end this thing. Hello. Thank you, as always, for listening to our funny show. Uh, you know, we hope you have a safe, fun, radical Halloween Make good choices. Dress up cool. Do you want to know all the stuff that we're doing that we just talked about in length? <laughs> Look us up on our link tree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash laughs pod. And that's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. Uh, we do have a Patreon. I'll go ahead and talk about that now. There are four tiers. A general support. There is a literature club, which you get stories that we write in all the monster notes. There's a content club. You get the literature stuff. And you also get special content, like special episodes, art. And then there's the Booty Pick of the Month Club. Can you guess what that is? If you've been listening a long time, you know. But if you don't, you get a picture of a butt once a month. One of our butts. One of our butts. Yeah, yeah. Not um, just a butt. <laughs> yeah, not just. Any butt. Not yeah. just one butt. You get 
And it's not the same butt. It's not the same context. Not the same photo. You get different shit. Different yeah. butts. Different mm-hmm. butts. Um, yeah. You also find how to listen. You know how to do that. And our website, the most specific thing you should look for is the Cryptic Cupid submission form. Do you write a story? Have you found a story? Send it our way. We need it. We need more monster porn to keep this train going. And all our social media is on there and all that jazz. And, you know, um, give us reviews. Yeah. Also, if you have a fun, spooky story or a story about a cryptid or a story you've heard about a cryptid and you want to send it along, it doesn't have to be uh, super eloquent. It can just be like, you know, I saw this this one time and it spooked me out. Yeah, like, it doesn't just, have to be erotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be if you're just like, mm-mm-mm. but uh, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, just we're we're looking more for more like listener stories. Yeah, listener yeah. stories. That's what it, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. So, so send us a story. Yeah. You know, yeah. did you beat your meat to a phantom? I don't know. Did you just see a phantom? We also want that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did a phantom beat your meat? <sighs> yeah. Did you beat a phantom's meat? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, seems hard, but I don't know. Uh, it was. <laughs> damn. I walked into that. I you do. Sure I, I do kind of want to know for Halloween's for Halloween's sake. Did you all have like. If you got it in your like bag when you were a little kid, trick or treating, like where you're like, fuck yeah, like I love this. What? Like or, or candy you or any, treat? Is or, there like a specific thing? Yeah, is was there a specific thing or something that you feel really nostalgic about now? When I was like a really, when I was really little, I know one of the things that I loved the most, and I still have some weird connection to, even though they're just like kind of garbage, is sweet tarts. When really? I was a little kid, I fucking loved I sweet love, I still love them, I think. I mean, uh, they're still great, but they're still just like compressed yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no flavor. They just well, take a little tart. layer of your skin. <laughs> they're also tart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's part of it. Uh, the only thing that comes to my brain, it's not necessarily what I was like. I did like them as a child. I don't know if I would now. I don't know what they're called. It's kind of an old person candy. Mm-hmm. They're like white with like stripes on them. They were like little rectangles. They had a crunch uh, and they kind of had like a vague were peanut butter taste. Yeah. They were did. they like a little wafery? Kind of. Like a, but or, like kind of almost like, like. Little crunchy almost or not crunchy. They, But they weren't like a. They were really hard and yeah. crunch and they, they would kind of like splinter. Almost. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. I don't know why. I really enjoyed them as a child, even though like there's way better candy out there. That's the only thing that pops in my brain. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it is the thing that I can think of off the top of my head. Hmm. I just had, it just popped in my head and I was like, I was always so pumped when I got this as a kid. And they're not great, but those nickel nips, you know those? (laughs) Nickel nips? (laughs) All right, Grandpa, tell us about nickel Nickel nips. nips. I think that's what it's called, nickel nip. It's N-I-K dash... L dash N I P, I think. Nickel nip. What what, what does it look them? like? They're little wax bottles oh, that have like one yeah, little like, taste of liquid inside of them. Shitty liquid. Of yeah. like sugar liquid. I yeah. mean, it's just the smallest amount. It's like and a then little hummingbird nectarine. Yeah. <laughs> I think they had a Ninja Turtle version of that too. That oh, had did green they? liquid. Yes. Yeah, the ooze. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the um I don't think it was called squirters, but <laughs> God, no, probably squirters. not. S- squeezers, maybe. Sque- squeezers actually does it. Those were like a was, juice drink. Yeah, yeah you yeah. like pop Wait, the little squeeze thing. It? Squeeze it. Squeeze it. Yes. Okay. Those were good. Like, you got those on Halloween? No, that was no, just. Those, just oh, okay. those were at grandma's house. <laughs> okay, I was just like, that you, seems like a weird thing going to Halloween. You all know the the candies that are like they were always. I, I've never actually seen them in a store. I don't know how you get them, but they're orange and black wrappers, like separately, like Ugh. solid orange. Are like, you talking worst? about the nasty, cur- oh my the toffee chew thing? The fucking, the taste of disappointment. Like when somebody's like, oh, here you go, sweetie, have as much as you want. And that's what it is. And you're like, fuck you, old lady. Man, it's just a fucking ticket to the dentist is what those fucking things are. They're gross. <laughs> Did you like that? So I liked them as a kid, yeah. No. I still think they're kind of tasty. Sorry for the heavy shade. Yeah, I, was say, I was like, thanks, guys. I just wanted to talk about a candy that I used to eat. Anyway, oh, both man. your candy choices suck. Just, just a bag of disappointment. <laughs> Shit. Um, 
I love that taste of disappointment. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Just lets me know I'm alive. <laughs> Watch the shadows, sweeties. <laughs> Stay spooky, babes. Oh, remember, it's Frankenstein's creature. Yeah. It's really important. Frankensmut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah.